Hello and welcome to the Soccer History USA podcast. On today's episode, Spanish soccer in New York City. During the second half of the 19th century and into the 20th, millions of people from all around the world came to the United States. They often settled in large urban areas or cities where they could find communities of people who shared their linguistic and cultural heritage. And these populations often struggled with how they could both retain traditional social identities and customs that they had brought with them from their country of origin, while at the same time uh, assimilating into, integrating into American culture and creating new uh, ethnic identities here in the United States. And one of the areas or one of the, the ways in which uh, they tried to balance this, um, these two desires was through participation in sport. And this could include sports like boxing, it could include sports like baseball, uh, and it could include, of course, a sport like soccer. And that was the case for immigrants who arrived in the United States from Spain during the period of the 1920s. And on today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about how these Spanish immigrants uh, tried to use soccer to retain their traditional identities, those that they had brought with them from Spain, and at the same time, how they used soccer to try to create new American ethnic identities, and also how they tried to integrate into American culture and society. Spanish uh, residents had lived in New York City for uh, many years, dating back as far as the 18th century, if not any earlier. There never really was a very large population of Spanish immigrants to the United States or to New York City in particular, especially when compared to other Europeans like Italians or Irish or even um, groups that we may not think of as having very large numbers like Hungarians or Austrians. So there was never really more than uh, about 20 or 30,000 Spanish-born residents of New York City at any one point. These immigrants, although they were relatively small in number compared to other groups, they, like Spanish immigrants to other uh, countries like Cuba and Uruguay uh, and Mexico, they formed societies and organizations designed to provide the community with certain sorts of benefits. So these could be mutual aid societies. They might provide insurance, health insurance, or uh, in uh, life insurance. They might provide uh, repatriation funds and, and that sort of thing. There were societies that were what we might call Spanish societies that were open to everyone. And then there were other organizations and associations that were based on the region of origin within Spain. Uh, and the, there were groups in New York formed based on uh, the regions of Galicia, of Asturias, of Cantabria, and of the Basque region, as well as several others. This is per, uh, These regions are uh, mainly located in the northern part of Spain, and th this is where the largest number of immigrants came from. So for instance, from Galicia alone, which is the province in the uh, north western part of Spain, just north of Portugal, about one-third of all immigrants to New York came from Galicia, of, of Spanish immigrants to New York came from Galicia alone. 
Now these associations, they rented or constructed buildings, uh, halls for uh, the staging of various kinds of events. And these societies were kind of the cultural center of these communities. So they hosted dinners and banquets. They would host uh, literary events, uh, art exhibitions, dances. They would put on um, uh, musical uh, shows. And of course, they sponsored eventually soccer clubs. The earliest known team is the Spanish Athletic Club of Manhattan from about 1912. A couple of years later, a, a side called the Spanish American Football Club was participating in the New York State Amateur League Second Division. And Spanish American Football Club would eventually become Hispano Football Club, which we'll talk about in a little bit. By 1922, interest had grown so much that the community was able to create its own league the, called the Spanish-American Soccer League. It was organized in 1922 and began play in 1923. There were 11 teams and they included in the in the first division the teams were Barcelona Football Club, Culpe American, Galicia Sporting Club, Hispano Football Club, Segura Sporting Club, and Vasco Football Club. All of those were from uh, Spain or from S Spanish societies. There were also a number of other uh, clubs, uh, the Chile Sporting Club, the Europa Football Club, Goyan Football Club, Imperial Football Club, and Portugal Sporting Club. Many of these clubs also had junior teams or B-sides as well as the main senior club. These teams also are, competed for the Everlast Cup and this was a tournament held between teams from New York and New Jersey, Spanish and Portuguese and other Spanish-speaking uh, teams from uh, New York and New Jersey competed for this trophy that was donated by the sporting goods firm uh, Everlast. By 1925, the league had grown to include more than 15 teams, and there were, again, many of these newcomers were also Spanish societies or Spanish clubs. There was España Football Club, there was Sardinero Football Club, there was El Club Coruña, and uh, Centro Asturiano. Uh, there were others, uh, one from uh, Peru and one from Argentina. The newspaper La Prensa, which was the uh, probably the most widely read Spanish language newspaper in the city, had commissioned a beautiful marble and gold statue to award to the league champion every year. And so soccer, by this point, the mid, uh, middle of the 1920s, was hugely popular within the Spanish community. At one point, La Prensa uh, organized a competition where readers could send in uh, or vote for their, uh, their, their favorite player uh, favorite of the Spanish-born or uh, of Spanish descent uh, player in the league. And at the end of the contest, 31,000, more than 31,000 votes had been cast on behalf of 37 players on 14 different clubs. So it was an enormously popular event and shows just how, uh, how important soccer was to the, the cultural life of the community. 
By the way, the winner was F. Gonzalez, and I don't know, I couldn't find uh, what his first name was. Uh, he won, among other things, a cigarette case and a Swiss watch. The growth of Spanish soccer in New York also paralleled in many ways the growth of the sport in both Spain and in the United States. Of course, the American Soccer League had been formed in 1921, just a year before the Spanish-American League was organized. This period also saw many foreign clubs come into the city and play before huge crowds. So clubs from Austria, from Scotland, from Czechoslovakia all made appearances in the city and attracted crowds of tens of thousands of people. When the uh, a team based largely on the Uruguayan national team visited in 1927, uh, there were all sorts of banquets, and there were speeches by diplomats, and this was one of the major happenings in uh, the Spanish community of that year. Also in September of 1927, Real Madrid uh, came to the city at the end of a playing tour that had taken them into South America and Mexico, and they played uh, Galicia Sporting Club, and the match ended in a 1-1 draw. The one newspaper report said that um, the 5,000 people who witnessed the match left wondering, wow, how, 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 just how good are they in Spain anyway? The Spanish community then used these events, like the visit of the Uruguayan team or the visit of Real Madrid and other professional Spanish teams, they used these to, to reconnect and to reaffirm those uh, links with Spain and with other Spanish-speaking countries. In addition to the visits of uh, international clubs, uh, some New York clubs also took uh, tours to, again, reestablish or to reaffirm and reconnect with their countrymen in distant cities and even uh, countries. So, for instance, in 1926, in February, Galicia Sporting Club went to Cuba and they played uh, various Spanish-based sides. Uh, in, uh, also in that year, they visited Philadelphia, where they uh, sang songs and they danced traditional Spanish dances. And again, they had football matches with uh, Spanish clubs from the, that city. Now, these visits were obviously very popular and important in a cultural sense. They were not without their problems. However, uh, Juan Gallego, the president of Galicia Sporting Club, after he got back from Cuba, was complaining about the heat and complaining about the biased referees and also complaining that, that he didn't get, that the club didn't receive as much money as they had hoped for on the tour. Galicia Sporting Club even had organized or had made plans for an even ambitious, more ambitious tour. In 1927, they announced that they had uh, begun uh, preparations for a playing tour in Spain, uh, and it would reportedly cost around $80,000 in 1927 money, which is around a million dollars in today's, uh, today's currency. It seems, though, ultimately that the trip never went off for a variety of reasons. 
Despite all the success, successes, the growth of the league, the popularity of uh, international touring teams, and even Galicia's own national and international touring plans, the, the situation of soccer in the Spanish community was not without its problems. Some of the teams had left the LHA. In fact, two of the most powerful and uh, probably the most successful clubs, Galicia and Hispano, had both left the LHA to participate in broader uh, metropolitan leagues. And Galicia, for instance, won the International League a couple of times during this period. Hispano even was making plans to perhaps petition to join the American Soccer League. One of the biggest issues that arose uh, within the community was difficulties or uh, concerns about what were often called foreign players. These were not necessarily foreign-born players, but rather they were players not of Spanish descent. So, for instance, one of Galicia's regular lineups might have included names like Jackson, Murphy, McChesney, Gallagher, Forsyth, McNamara, and Finlay, not exactly uh, of Spanish descent. When Sardinero Football Club was formed in 1925, the newspaper La Prensa quoted the captain of the team as saying, I would prefer to go out and lose every game rather than leave out players of our own race in favor of foreigners. The squad that I captain is named in Spanish and as a result will be composed of our people. If we didn't have this intention, we would have called it can of sardines. And the, the quote was in Spanish, obviously, but that last part was in English. Another illustration of just how controversial the issue of non-Spanish uh, speaking players on these clubs was was a, a, in a cartoon, kind of a satirical cartoon that was published in the paper. And it said the title of the cartoon was uh, one of the many Spanish clubs around here. And it showed a bunch of figures standing dressed in their soccer kit uh, with their cleats on. Uh, but if you looked closely, all of them were drawn to represent different uh, nationalities and different uh, racial stereotypes. So there was a um, an African-American figure, there was a Native American figure complete with a feathered headdress, there was an individual wearing a monocle and a top hat, presumably meant to be English, there was a uh, what I took to be a German with uh, one of those pointy helmets, uh, and an, uh, a dark-haired man carrying a sheaf of spaghetti, presumably and uh, meant to represent an Italian. So the joke, I suppose, was that these are Spanish clubs, even though they don't have any uh, Spaniards playing for them. Eventually, the newspaper La Prensa initiated a, a kind of a public dialogue, and they asked for people to write in and answer several questions to kind of gauge opinion about the, the league. And La Prensa's goal here, and the goal of many of the respondents, perhaps not surprisingly, was that they felt as though soccer was supposed to be a sport organized and designed to improve Spanish athletes, to be a source of pride for the Spanish community, and that the inclusion of so many non-Spanish players really um, weakened those essential goals. Uh, some uh, letter writers said that they should eliminate all um, 
foreign players from the league, or I shouldn't say eliminate, but uh, not allow uh, foreign players in the league. Other uh, respondents uh, said maybe what we need to do is to create just a single uh, Spanish club rather than all of these different uh, ones. Uh, another uh, guy suggested the creation or the construction of an Estadio Hispano, which would be a special stadium that would host uh, visiting clubs from Spanish-speaking countries, could host boxing matches, and could kind of be a, a central uh, physical space for the uh, performance of these different identities. There were other sorts of problems as well. There were personal rivalries between the leaderships of various organizations. There were organizational rivalries, especially between Hispano and Galicia. Uh, many uh, Galicians believed that they were looked down upon by other members of the Spanish community, and this was something that was commonly felt in Spanish immigrant enclaves around the world in places like Argentina and Mexico as well. There were rivalries on the field. These were two of the better Spanish clubs. And uh, for instance, uh, after a particularly heated uh, match between the two organizations, the, the captain of the Hispano club said that they were going to boycott and they weren't going to play against Galicia anymore because they felt like the fans had been too rude and this created a kind of um, kerfuffle uh, that was played out in the pages of the press. Another issue was the violence of the game. Soccer was a much more violent game during this period, both on the field and as well as uh, spectators. Uh, several of the Uruguayan team's uh, games in, during their 1927 tour of the of the United States were canceled after pitch invasions uh, halted play. In 1929, there was a cup match between Galicia and the German-Hungarian team, and it was pretty rough and tumble. And eventually, um, the uh, one of the players uh, for the German-Hungarians was uh, attacked and, and punched, and uh, the New York Times sort of breathlessly reported that uh, after this melee kind of broke out between the two teams and between uh, members of the crowd who had rushed to the field, the New York Times uh, said, it fell to a woman with a shrill voice and a parasol wielded with determination to nip in the bud what promised to be a near riot. The newspaper La Prince also said that uh, it seemed like an armed force was needed to control uh, crowds at Spanish league games.